Who's up for a bad idea? It's the Bad Idea Society. It's episode number three, but it's the num first one we're talking about a video. I'm Nate. My name's Hoosier, but I got a couple people with me. Let's go to the guy up top. What's your name? Hey, Moose. Happy to be here. Been looking forward to this book for so damn long. And the guy who probably waited the longest, he's down below. He burnt himself on fire because he's all in. What's up? How's it going, guys? Jonah Harris here. Jonah, so glad to have you on. Appreciate it. Absolutely. This was a, uh, a fun week for all of us. We got to uh, finally have Bad Idea come out, um, and it was a spectacular uh, release. But uh, it started a little earlier for you, Jonah. Tell us a little bit about waking up or being not even going to sleep, but being there for, what, 14 hours? Yeah, uh, the, the shop closed at 8, so the night before on Tuesday. So I was like, well, I'm going to get there when they close to make sure that no one else is in front of me. And so once they locked the door, I just held it down from then on till the next morning. So I dig it. I dig it. And you got the pin though, right? You got number Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Got the yes. pin. Yes. Awesome. And then Moose, you traveled what three hours south just to uh yeah. go there? Yeah, what time I did you have to get about, there? I got up at three, left the house at four in the morning, and got down there just right like five minutes before seven. Uh and yeah, posted up uh and it was funny because I called the owner uh, about, you know, a couple of days before saying, hey, I'm going to be down there just to let you know. And so I'm sitting out there and I think I, I don't know if I was messaging you, Jonah, or something like that. I was talking to somebody who was posting up as well. Right. And um, and sure enough, in comes the owner. He stops in the middle of the street as he's turning and I can see him shaking his head. And then he pulled into park <laughs> and he came back out. And he, he sticks his head out and he goes. How long have you been here? What the hell are you doing here? <laughs> you called, but I didn't think you'd be here. Seriously. So, yeah, it was a lot of fun to, to, to sit out there. Even though it was cold, it was well worth it. Well, well worth it. That's Absolutely. Awesome. And lots of excitement about that. I mean, unfortunately, I had to work. I didn't get the pen, but we're here doing this. We're talking uh, about it. But I got the first issue. I did get the first print. Up on eBay for $750. <laughs> <laughs> And the prices of these not not first printings will go with that too. But what do you guys feel about the excitement of doing something like that? I mean, clearly you guys are pumped for it. Absolutely. Yeah, General, I'll let you start. Go ahead. Well, I mean, I'm just – I literally have been all in for this bad idea since the get-go. So I uh, was a huge Dinesh fan from when he revamped Valiant back in 2012. So I, I knew that whatever this was going to be was going to be good. So it was going to be – worth the wait so i've been pumped so as soon as i heard about the pin i was like well nobody's gonna get that pin in front of me so <laughs> well even going back jonah i mean you're the man that lit yourself on fire just to show that you were all, all in I, there's there's no better way to show that you're all in than lighting yourself on fire well, it seems to keep working out that i uh, am at work when the, i find out about these things because the same thing <laughs> happened with hero trade you know, Dinesh posted about, I guess we hit the billion clicks or whatever. And uh, he posted about the hero trade and I was at work and I immediately called my local comic shop and I was like, did you get that book? I want that book. And he was like, you know, actually we did get it. And I was like, I'll get it. I was like, I'm at work right now. If I need to, we'll take the truck. I'll come get it, whatever <laughs> we got to do. And he was like, no, I'll just, I'll put it in your box for you. And the whole day awesome. the shift, I'm thinking, cause already like, the moment he announced it, they started showing up on eBay yep. like an hour later for hundreds of dollars. And I'm like, oh, gosh, it, it's not going to be in my box. 
there's no telling what he's going to want for it. So the next day I finally got to go by there and get it. And, uh, the owner, Blake, he was like, here it is. And I was like, man, how much do I owe you? And I was just waiting on the number. And he was like, three ninety nine. And I was like, Oh, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> and then the same thing, they, uh, they announced the, uh, contest, you know, with the bad idea sign. And I was sitting there at work and I was like, well, what can I do to stand out? I'm like, well, let's just make a giant sign while we're sitting here and then light it on fire. So <laughs> I, yeah, I that was pretty it. cool. When yeah. I, when I saw you do that, I honestly, I, I got so pumped because <laughs> I'd never seen anybody do anything like that. And I thought it was just the coolest thing. You're standing there and you know, you're burning your sign and telling, saying that you're all in. I just thought that was pretty badass, man. Seriously. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Thanks. And, and for jumping into that all in, you know, we 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 kind of know because you know we were 2012 with you with Dinesh, but you know, give a little bit of what got you so pumped of somebody who may not have been into Valiant before and know these uh this team that's backing this up. Well, what do you, what do you mean exactly? So so what it about is a, what about them is what got you pumped up for this? Like, well, I just I've loved all their material. Like I've loved their work. I love their art. I've loved the energy and stuff that Dinesh has put into. There's pretty much everything he's done. I mean, he's always had something creative to do or add or mm -hmm. something. So I just knew it was going to be whatever it was was going to be gold. So the man is high energy, without a yeah. doubt. I mean, he sure. high high energy. But I mean, even you go down the list of everybody that's involved. I. Every single one of those guys, I just I love to death because they themselves, in their own fashion, are very high energy. Uh, yeah, one of my personal favorites is Adam. Uh, he, he's very high energy, but at a very low key sense. I mean, he will go and go and go, and never nothing ever seems to phase him. Uh, but it, he's just like he's just always as cool as the other side of the pillow. He never seems to get upset about anything, but he never seems to get over the top energy wise. He just right. He's that, I don't know. It's the yoga. Just being, yeah, it's, it's got to be the yoga. Seriously. It's got to be the yoga. Um, <laughs> He's like one or, step away from being a yogi, I think. Seriously. He, he needs can, a beard like mine, and I think he'd qualify then. <laughs> you can never unsee Adam in his uh, onesie uh, uh, oh. luge suit, um, <laughs> but that's still awesome. It, dude, in that, I agree. It's that, that whole group is, uh, they put out great work. Um, Warren is just, you know what I mean? Oh. What he does as an editor. Um, I believe is just great with the creative and just having him and Dinesh together has been a great synergy from the beginning. So that's, I agree with you guys on that. And it, it is a fun team, right? That I think that's one of the big reasons I'm pumped up is for that. All of them, Josh with his marketing on this mm -hmm. Hunt, Hunter has been amazing. Um, just an all around good, good group of dudes. Um, so that I really, makes it happy. I really got to say Josh and his, really low quality, high quality, I guess you could say ideas as far as uh, advertisement. I mean, some of that stuff is horribly bad, but brilliant in the same breath. And you just yeah. look at it, you're like, what would possess a man to put something like this out? But then in the same thing, this is a stroke of genius. This is so corny. It works. <laughs> it's so silly and so over the top. It works. Yep. One billion button clicks. Well, that con <laughs> video too, right? That con video uh -huh. was hilarious. Because uh, it was so low budget, and it and it and it and it harassed it, and it joked on it, and I loved on that. Um, but you know, it's funny you guys are still serving the button. You went and got your gold buttons, right? Yeah, so, no, yeah. <laughs> you're still serving that button. Still serving and it's the still kicking button. your butt, and I love it. 
Um, but yeah, if you guys are new to Bad Idea Society, which we're new to, it's only episode three. The first book just came out. We're going to review the books. We're going to talk some uh, Bad Idea and uh, what comes out, uh, we're going to put out and we may love it. We may hate it. Uh, but chances are we're more likely going to like it. And so just curious if you guys had a chance, you guys to take a look at this really fast. You see it. There's more details there, but it is the most amazing shit show that happened, yeah. and we appreciate it very much. I do. I do. I know Moose does. Hopefully, oh, Jonah does too. But we are here to talk about uh, ENIAC. Um, and so I guess let's get you guys want to jump into ENIAC? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. But before we go there, I want to make sure that you guys have read it. Maybe you haven't got it yet. Um, maybe you're still waiting on your delivery from your comic shop. But let's give you that spoiler. That's right. Spoiler alert. So don't blame us if you didn't get that. You should have watched the show from the beginning and not jumped on late if you did. Um, anyway, guys, it, this is ENIAC. And uh, I the, one of the best things I love so much about Bad Idea so far has been the Louis LaRosa art and the covers. How can you not be a fan of Louis LaRosa? I mean, just looking at this alone, you, you asked yourself, what in the hell? You have an idea of ENIAC, but your imagination just goes crazy as you're trying to figure out some computers trying to take over or possess a body. I mean, yes, we've read the first, yes, the first book. Yes, we understand what everything is in case, but what is this trying to tell us? Is it is it a potential endgame? Is it spoiling in any way the the rest of the books? I don't know. But looking at it, it's absolutely gorgeous. It inspires the imagination, um, and it makes you want to turn it turn the pages and start reading. Absolutely. So yep. possibly how the Diac got out of that bunker. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I do want to give a shout out to the whole team on this. Normally we just mainly do the creators, but here being the first issue, the first real issue, bad idea, give a shout out to Matt Kent writer, Doug Braithwaite on art, Diego Rodriguez, killing it on colors. Dave Sharp did some amazing job on letters, co covers, Louis LaRosa and Laura Martin doing the, probably the colors to uh, Louis's work there. Matt Kent did that back cover with the, the beautiful smile that we got to see here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that's great. Uh, production, Phil Smith and Alyssa Buckner. Uh, we got Warren, misspelled his name there, but I got it right on the bottom. Uh, Carl Bowlers, Adam Freeman, Josh Johns, Hunter Gornson, and then Dinesh Shamdasani, and then Warren as the co-CEOs and chief creative officers. So big shout out to the whole team that got this. It was a long time in the making. I think since 2018 really is when it started yeah. coming down. And, uh, and we were supposed to get it last year, but we all know what happened there. And, um, Maybe ENIAC predicted COVID. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe that's why we're all, you know, stuck indoors. I, I think so. You know, and then the cool thing, I mean, talking about the publisher in peace, we talked about how there's only going to be one first print. And right now it's this white label on this book here. And then there's going to be the not first print, which is the black label. Um, how do you guys feel about it? no variants? Just kind of keeping it simple, keeping it easy on that. Go ahead, Jonah. I like it. Uh, have they posted if they were going to do that on issues two, three, and four as well? Same thing? Yes, same thing. 
Yeah. Yep. I, I think it's great keeping it somewhat limited. Yeah. You know, what do I've, you guys I've, think of the prices that you've seen for not first issue? Sorry, miss. Oh no. For, for the not first issues, the, the yeah. eBay prices. Yeah. Oh man. I, I feel for the people that are purchasing them right now when they realize that here in a short amount of time, they're going to get them for less and less and less because there's going to be more and more and more that are out there. And the people that are spending 55 bucks or whatever the going price is, it, it, just way too much. You don't need to spend that much money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everybody should be in the, uh, bad idea fan page and they would know that they would know going to be unlimited copies of those covers. So, and I just hope that yeah. somebody out there who's thinking, Oh man, there's only one way I'm going to be able to get this book. I can't afford the, the first print issue. So I'm going to get one of these $55, not first print. Nah, don't, don't bother. Yeah. Yeah. Just wait. Shout, shout out to my store. I heard them talk to somebody that was, uh, they were talking about the speculation of it. And then he goes, you know what? This is not, he let them know this is not first print. It's going to have the same barcode. It's going to have the same cover, going to have the same material. And it'll be able right. to print however many times. So like, really, you shouldn't pay more than cover price for this not first print. However, if you're getting that first print, that might be a little different story because those are a little bit more limited. Um, right. So I really hope nobody really gets the big shaft on that. So. But I, I bet some people have. prices on them, though. I've been keeping an eye on them on eBay. And not first prints are still selling for $30, $50. So. Yep. Well, I'm glad that I was able to go to a couple stores and get two different ones, get, or get the first print and not first print. So that way it's only one per buyer. So yeah, keep that up. One's a uh, keep aside, one's a reader copy. So I'll make the effort and give two stores money. So. Sure. I, I do like that. I mean, that's one thing we talked about the store too with those guys is um, the excitement, right? This built the excitement. Like you guys waiting in line. Oh, this yeah. is one of the first times with this excitement. Yeah. We're talking about a book and it was, hey, I got to go across town to get this book at a store I wouldn't normally go to, but it's the bad idea store for me. Yeah. Right. And this is, I mean, just I can remember when this all kicked off and the bad idea fan page was started and there was a little angst and a little drama. And there was a little tension. And then, of course, things had to get pushed back because of COVID. And more angst, more drama, more tension. And it's just really started to snowball. And there is a lot of drama and angst. And, you know, everybody that, at least on the fan page and even beyond, uh, as I've seen it in a couple other comic book forums that I've, that I've in, it's created a lot of buzz. Inside, yeah. of course, are the little group, but even outside that group, it's created a lot of buzz, which is exactly good what they wanted. Yeah, good free advertising. Yep. Some hate it. Some love it. I mean, it didn't hit Entertainment Weekly. It didn't hit these other ones. Um, it basically had a good word of mouth following. And I mean, I think when we started the Bad Idea fans, we had 800 people within like mm -hmm. two weeks. Yeah. Like it, it grew quick. Maybe not that much, but... It was pretty, it was close to that. It grew quick. Yeah. And I don't know what it's at right now, but. Good question. So, but yeah, it, it's still amazing. Just that connection with that. So um, how quick it's grown. Uh, 1.3. So uh, 1300. 1300. So, yeah. So getting quite a bit there, but in the act, this book started off great guys. And, and, it brings back those Valiant Prestige books, right? The hard the cover, cover stock, the nice God, paper on the inside, right. no advertisements throughout it. Um, and then you get a B-side hero trade with uh, Kent and uh, Lamphib. 
And um, yes, just can't say yeah, enough I, about the feel of this book. Yeah, I think I saw the test right somewhere that the uh, paper stock quality was like the highest grade paper stock quality that anybody had ever used in a comic book. So yeah. higher than what DC and Marvel use for their nice collected books. So love yeah, that. Even the, the spot gloss. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of um, uh, not the Valiant, but Book of Death. Book of yeah. Death looked very similar to that. A little more uh, uh, gaudy, I guess you could say. They've toned it back, but it reminded me a little bit of that. And I thought yeah. it was spot on. It was beautiful. You can't yeah, see it them in it. Yeah, it, it did do a great job on that. But I mean, then it, we get into this story, though. I mean, so we got Doug Braithwaite on the art, and I want to get into like your guys' first impressions on the interiors on this. What were you guys thinking with some of these interiors that you were seeing with Braithwaite? Uh, it was just great, killer, realistic. It was, I mean, his his work is top notch anyway. So, mm -hmm. and I always look for the background stuff, the the little flaws, and honestly, you know, facial expressions, small things like that. I notice, and Braithwaite was. In everything that he was doing, he was stroking. It was very, very clean. Background uh, faces all had the appropriate, you know, grimace, scowl, what, whatever it was supposed to be that matched the moment. It seemed to be there. Yeah, you could tell he definitely put some time in it. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely, yeah. It, it, it's one of those ones where the detail is is there with everything that he does. Um and and Diego Rodriguez's colors really give it a good dark uh, or a good depth fill. Depth, good. Yeah, gives a, a lot of depth to it. Um, and then just yeah, the way he's doing storytelling is just it's yeah. This first action scenes and the first before they even get to the title screen or the title pages of this book, uh, I was I was glued. Well, I, I particularly like the angles, and you showed it like this one right here. This is perfect. The up angle of what is what we don't know is to be the bad guy, the good guy, the whomever, just to show this level of importance and, and her stature. That te I mean, she's been in that pose a couple of times through the first several pages up until this point. It just emphasized uh, just her stature, how she carried herself, which was – She's the cock of the walk. She's the king of the hill. Without a doubt, nobody messes with her. Absolutely. And I, I did like that. We'll get into these characters of Fletcher and Falk, um, ex, um, ex black ops. So some, some pretty tough women that are, uh, probably the ones to call if you, uh, if you have something specific and detailed. So, yeah, I want some backstory on the guys that had to, uh, take out the Americans on the, other ship that was about to do the other bombing run on Moscow. Oh, absolutely. Oh, I think the yeah, cutthroats, yeah. the cutthroats. I cutthroats yeah. yeah. I think we will get a little backstory on those, those, that group of people. The, yeah. There's just so much. This book is so enriched with history. Um, you know, talking about Hiroshima um, and, and then just, you know, the second bomb dropping by ENIAC. Um, but really, you know, to give a brief on this story is, ENIAC, you know, it's one of the uh, the first computers. It was designed to get all the information and give routes of different, um, um, you know, of the alternatives during the war. And it really kind of gave plots on uh, dropping the bombs. It gave, 
Watergate. I mean, it goes through almost right. everything. It, it had some really cool connections throughout it. Um, and, and that's where it made it fun because it really connects so much with history in this. And it looked like history too. The going back to the art, it looked like World War II uniforms, and then through the times that they went it, it just looked like everything, like you were watching a movie that was doing a flashback. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it really goes into much, much uh, directions that really make you think about things a little bit more about what what else is going there. And just how artificial intelligence really can be scary to this degree. And there's no part of the story that's so far implausible. So it's like, that's the sign of a good story to me. Oh, yeah. It's that, it's that twinge that Matt Kent throws in there to say, well, shit, is that possible? Yeah. It could be. It could be. Yeah, it's it reminds me like so far of the story and these Faulkner and, and Fletcher or Falk and Fletcher of, of like a 007 type of story as well. These special ops, right? They're coming in, um, you know, and, and the way they, they play it out of meeting out in the middle of nowhere naked with the, uh, you know, the secretary of defense. And just because any X going to hear it, it, it really. Um, this is how serious this is. Yeah. It set the stage really good too. You know, you think about those first five, six pages where it talks about Fletcher and and, uh, and Falk and really them kicking butt. It, you know, it did give you an idea of who they are. Just really lets it known that they're going to be big, big pieces to this story going forward. But also, you needed to get the big backstory of Iniac, of 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 what it's done and why the threat is so big. Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to all of it, though, history, writing, dialogue, um, the the way this the pacing was perfect. Yeah, the pacing seemed very very solid, um, and the little tidbits of Eniac knowing what's going on and what uh, what uh, he hears, it, I should say, it hears the conversation that these two are coming to kill him. It tries to blow up the, the plane. They start getting paranoid. And of course, in the background, to see the little schematics, uh, probability of killing, basically the probability of killing these two is at 97%. But right. I want to say earlier, I'd, and I'd have to go back and look, but did it have that probability? Um, was it at 99%? You know, and, and it's interesting because I, I see those little things like the, the time countdown. Um, you know, it started off at 95 hours. Now, before when we leave the two women that just got jumped out of the plane, it's down to 70 hours. So you can see how quick things have been set into motion. And I'm going to look for those clues as we go forward to include checking out the little small details because I know Matt Kent will put little things in code in the background and i'm gonna hunt for those things because that's the kind of stuff that i love to see show me those yeah. hidden little easter eggs that might matter to something it's, it's gonna funny be you say code because there was talk of code it's just zeros and ones in the back end right yeah. so he definitely it's just how you order them and yep. so he's like talking about code right then and there and just the way he explains it um that you know this guy's writing it so that leaves the story of what happened to this guy where what what happened to him 
uh, who kind of basically created ENIAC. Is that him in the background? I'm assuming it is. Yeah. Um, but where, where does he go in history now that this has happened? So, oh, yeah. So good. Yeah, you know, as it, as it moved along, you see the destruction of Area 23. Uh, mm -hmm. Great fictional place. Um, could you or say that the or atom bomb? Yeah, could you say that the atom yeah. bomb that was tested was Area Twenty Three? Um, you totally could. You totally could say that because it's just nothing but a crater right now. So, yeah, we don't know. We don't know for certain, which is fantastic. But yeah, as it moves along, um, I wanted. I did feel the paranoia intensify when the plane blew up. I did feel the paranoia when they landed and they kind of realized, oh crap. Was that any app trying to kill us? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's great. And then, you know, having, I grew up in New Mexico where Los Alamos and everything else was, right? And a uh, big part of it, now living in Washington, close to, uh, you know, um, you know, Eastern Washington, where, 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 where the other side of the bomb was at. Um, and then thinking back to actually wasn't, um, PRS wasn't their big base in New Mexico as well, so it just kind of goes to like <laughs> yeah, there might be a connection. Right. Yeah, so uh, that's where they were keeping the uh, Gen Zero kids, right? But yeah. it really is that it does give you that like hint of truth, and I think you said that Jonah, and that's like it is plausible, and right. that's what that's what makes it intriguing. For sure, the touch of truth—that's what makes a good story to me. Yeah, that's what I always say is like when you give like a little bit of a line in a joke, the best part of it is when there's a hint of truth is what makes it sting sometimes. And <laughs> it, and that's kind of it is with a good joke, right? It's also the same thing with a good story. If there's something where it like said it's plausible, it's it just gets you gets you hooked. Um yeah. And then just like again, the storytelling on it. Where where do you guys I mean, I guess we could speculate. What do you guys where do you guys see this one going? John, I'll let you lead, man. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, I, I really don't. I don't want to know. I want to take it all in as the story unfolds. You know, I kind of see this number one cover, and I don't think they've shown the number number two cover yet, have they? Yeah, they have. It's really cool. Yeah, I don't they, have it here. It's uh, yeah. another Lewis that has the bombs kind of on all sides, and then it shows Fletcher and Falk on it in like a cool um, – like. Um, I, that's not, yeah that's like, not one of these okay. great the black and white ones is it yeah it is is it this one right here yep, it's, where it's right got there. all the nodes like you're in the heart of ENIAC yep okay all right I bet I bet and it's a little more that way but or I should say that way but uh I bet we get a lot of backstory on ENIAC we've we've seen the first strides towards the attempt to destroy ENIAC um I really think that what we're going to see now is what this first number one cover is all about. Um, what ENIAC has done through the years to position them. You know, we're going to get more of a backstory. We're going to get a little bit of fill-in. And towards the end, I bet we're going to see its thought processes on trying to stay alive. And it's going to be great because it's going to show us that ENIAC may not be the bad guy. That may be quite possibly... ENIAC's doing it, doing all of this, because all it wants to do is to live, which is, you know, the fears of all AI, destroying humankind to stay alive. You know, you go back to Terminator and many other movies as you go back further. It's the AI that's trying to stay alive. I bet he's going to go that route. I can totally see that. 
Yeah, I could see that. And I think it's really, one of the cool things that's also interesting is you see the, the principles of humanity, uh, the human mind, and the moral development was one of the entry points that they're entering in the, the little group that was entering all the information into ENIAC so it could gather some database. So it definitely understands human probably more than humans understand humans. Um, it's got all the data there. So it really, I, yeah. I definitely feel like it thinks it's doing what is the best thing as it sees it as the information it's been given. So whether that makes it a hero or a villain, it's doing what it sees is right to protect probably the most amount of people or protecting itself itself or yeah. the earth, you know, after all that was said and done, what, what did it see as the thing that it was actually supposed to protect America? Did it, is it supposed to protect the planet? Is it supposed to protect itself? Is it so you really don't know where it's thought process headed. So, well, if, if we know anything about Matt Kent, and the way that he writes, it, it, this book does totally fit in because it's either the finding of, of, of knowledge, the protection of knowledge, the exposure of knowledge, but it all centralizes around the ability, uh, the abilities, I should say, of knowledge. So it'll be interesting the, the direction that he spins it if he stays true to form, which he usually does. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. And, and going back to Jonah, I think you're totally right. What's the point of view of ENIAC? What, what's it? What's its goal, right? I think that's going to be one of the the big tells. Is it you know? Is it now backing Russia? Is it now backing you know U.S. China? You know, where where is it itself? World, like you said, that right. that that makes a, a great um, future connections of what 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 is to happen. Um, and then I, I do really enjoy that there's this this AI trying to take over the world, trying to live, and it's done in such a different way is what really makes this good. It's it's kind of a, a, a basis of a story that you've heard before, but done totally different. And that's that's what makes it good. Yeah, um, so it's not Skynet, and I like that. Yeah. Right. Yep. And that, that's what really makes this good. So I'm yeah, can't can't gush about it more. So um, you guys got any other words, anything, final statements, anything's on this that you wanted to go over? Uh, not necessarily by any act. I think we've, I think we've, uh, exposed, turned every page. Um, but you know, we do have another book coming up. It's a one shot. We do. And, yeah. But let's, uh, I, I let's score up, let's score up any act. What, what, oh, okay, yeah, let's go yeah. to five stars. What, what, what do you think you would give it, Moose? Man. Um, Story is perfectly on point for Matt Kent. Um, I don't know how it could be anything less than a four or five. So, I, you know, I'm thinking it's going to be right there in four or five category uh, with plenty of room to grow for the rest of this uh, of the uh, episodes or the rest of the books. Um, art is just luscious, like like a luxurious uh uh, cheesecake or something. You take a bite, you savor it, you turn the page, you take a bite, you savor it. That's going to be also a four or five for me as well. And overall, this book is just solid. Um, yeah, I don't see this. This book still got plenty of room to grow, uh, but four or fives across the board for me. Yeah, I have to say, I mean, you don't want to be a brown noser, but at the same time, I, I really I didn't have any flaws with it. So, I mean, like just from the moment I picked it up off the shelf, I mean, the weight of it, the quality of the book itself, 
the quality of the art, the quality of the interiors, the writing. I mean, for me, it was all spot on to the kind of what I like to see. So, well, I will yeah. say this that now that you said that, uh, Jonah, I have read my number one first print twice and it still looks the spine, everything still looks flawless. <laughs> I, I think there was somebody posted in one of the fan pages. They had pulled theirs out of the their bag and board that they got it in and dropped it on the floor, their first print, and they were like horrified and they picked it up and it was still perfect. Yeah. It was like it, it, it landed on a corner and a spine <laughs> corner and they were like, no. And they picked it up and they were like, oh, well, it still looks good as new. So I think it's that's. Any ex going to start taking on Chuck Norris uh, jokes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I that that is one of the great things is that prestige format that it has you know and and i think i'm right there with you guys both of you it you know there's not really a bad thing you can say about this book period um i mean maybe that i had to drive across town but that's not the book's fault um but even then i enjoyed it it was a good day out to go out and for a drive and pick it up i even got to run into um, you know, Steven from Valiant Fans, from uh, Bad Idea Fans, he was there as well, in line right in front of me, getting all Bad Idea. Um, so it, it was it was good to get to the store. There was some excitement about it. So that that even actually bumped it up a little bit. I mean, it was as good as it can as it was good. It was really good. Um, you know, I don't know if I want to go straight five, but I'm going to say it's really close to that. So I'll say 4.75. It was darn good. So, <laughs> and I will add this one thing. Dinesh said that he wanted people to go into shops to get back to the way things used to be where you'd go and you'd hunt. Um, and I noticed that there were several people that had made mention either on Twitter or in um, in uh, in the, the Facebook group that they had gone in and spent – hundreds of dollars. They'd gone in with the idea of getting that ENIAC book, but they had stuck around to buy, you know, a few of the other things that the comic shop was advertising. And I know that's what I did. I didn't quite spend that. I didn't quite spend hundreds of dollars, but I know I went in and picked up, I think three or four of their comic books because sure, they're right there. And yeah, Berserker came out that day. That was yep. huge. And Noctera is another, I like that. Right. I haven't yeah, read so, I mean, stuff. I haven't read it yet. I'm sure we're not the only ones. I'm sure across the board, people not only got that book, but they got they went to stores that they probably don't normally go to. I'd, pro I'd probably say the norm. I, there's quite a few that did go to their places, but you know, for those that went to other comic shops that were not their own, they probably end up spending a little extra money, which is by design. It's right. exactly what they wanted. When I went in Dragon Quills uh, Thursday after the release, uh, they're almost. Their whole main shelves were basically bare, so I feel like a lot of that was carryover sales from that's great people coming in. So I did what it, Dinesh wanted it to do. I feel like so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it really did that exactly, exactly that. Um, and, and and you know, it brings me back to when uh, Robert Kirkman all of a sudden dropped "Die Die Die." You yes, know, it was not solicited. It was not anything, and there was a different cover. Like, you know, it was almost impossible to get every cover from it. And none of them were like necessarily, you know, who knows? They weren't very, they were variants, but they weren't variants. It was, it was right. a cool thing. It gave you a good idea, a good piece to get some excitement around it. Um, but this kind of flips that all the way around. Um, you know, I think the only real bad thing I'd say about the distribution is I love hardcovers um, and that they're not going to produce the collection, but I'll figure that out. So, yeah. 
I only buy floppies, so it doesn't bother me at all. Perfect. <laughs> and, uh, and what about? Yeah, I mean, you're you're at the firehouse. Did any of uh, your uh, coworkers get into this at all? Did not at the fire station. I uh, also own a gym, and I uh, preached for my members. Probably got tired of hearing me talk about it for about two months. Coming up to it, and then a bunch of them did go pick up copies that don't oh. normally read, and several of them have read it and really liked it. So hopefully, they're going to continue to pick up the rest of them. So. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so, uh, Moosey alluded to another book, but there was that hero trade in the back. What did you guys think of the B-side today? You know, it it was an interesting read-along. I hadn't read the hero trade, so there's parts that I didn't quite understand. I got the basic gist of it. Um, But, you know, I was saving it because at first it was supposed to be in the back of this book, I think, right? Until they said that they lied to us and they put a different story in there, which I was I fine thought with. it was supposed to be Save Now or something like that. The one with Thomas Giarello and Matt Kent. Which yeah, the okay. really great cool. story was supposed to re- be in ENIAC 3 originally. Okay. Oh, okay, okay. But you know so. what? I, I I enjoyed it. I was like, okay. it's It was probably – I don't even know. How many pages was it? Eight. Eight pages, yeah. I mean, it felt like yeah. with all the information that they gave you in the comic book, and there was a lot of verbiage, there was a lot of panels, I really felt like it was more than eight. Like, it was half a comic book. I, that's what it felt like to me. It felt like, like it was half a comic book, and and it was fun. <clears throat> it was fun just to get that little bit of a story, lots of action, lots of movement through every single one, every single panel. Yep. What do you Big think, call. Jonah? Yeah, I, I thought it was good. Uh, I, I would like a full dedicated book to that series. So, because I'm mm-hmm. there, yeah. there. So, hopefully, that's coming. Yeah, I hope they get some more of that. Or at least, I mean, I know they're not going to collect it, but that put that all in one book, like you said, I think it would be fantastic to have that. Yeah, to not um, only have Hero Trade, but everything else around it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Keep going with yeah. those little eight page minis. And then looking through, looking forward, let's go next month uh, in the Act 2, of course. Um, and then I think we're getting, uh, is it Danger's number one? I think so. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Venditti. You know what? I don't know the answer to that. It's a good question. Yeah, All I know for that, uh, I was just looking at uh, Scott Bloom's, uh, come on, Moose. There's got to be some flaws to knock down the score. I don't know. I don't know, buddy. I don't know if there was much. <laughs> so I just caught my eye. But it, for me, it's more about growth. I know there's more growth in there. But uh, you know, I think that uh, Tankers is going to be the next camp out. I don't know if we'll actually camp out, but uh, it'll definitely be another wake up at three, out the door by four, there by for seven, sure. if, unless I speed, um, which I probably will. <laughs> But it'll be another fun, take a day off, go down there, have a lot of fun, and wait for the button just so I can get the book and read it in the uh, read it in the uh, parking area. Yeah, I yeah. can't wait. Yes, hey, they is, are both. Four, seven. Is, both of them are coming out April 7th. Same oh, day. Oh, sweet. Now, is um, Save Now going to be in the back of, of Tankers 1? Is that what it is? The mini there? The, the I don't horror know. mini? Because I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that uh, to that horror book. That one looks really, really cool. Yeah, it, it does look. It looks some really cool character there. Um, you know, Thomas Giarello in is 
he he's another guy, just another all star murderers row of talent. Mm-hmm. And uh you're getting you're getting some some phenomenal art there. But that character, that main character they have on the cover with her lip and just the cut the way she looks is just yeah. It's wicked. It's be good. Wicked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know what backstories there are. I'm excited for the A stories. The backstories are just a plus, um, but it's great when they're also some really good content as well. So. Yeah, a lot of fun in those content. Yeah. Man. yeah, like you had mentioned, Venditti, finally, I mean, he's been writing. I don't want you to think that he's been writing, but back writing with, you know, the group, I guess you could say, uh, getting everybody uh, uh, back together getting that whole team, the whole band, whatever you want to call it. Um, getting Venditti back into this group, reading what he has to say, I think is going to be a lot of fun. Um, yep. V. Diddy is is a card. He is an interesting, uh, odd character. If you've not had a chance to meet him, I hope once we get cons back, you'll get a chance because <laughs> he, he's a character. Yeah, like, and there's but, a video of him blowing crap up. That was pretty cool with him being actually awesome. in. That was that was a great little promo video. Probably one of the better promo videos I've seen in a while. I haven't seen that, so I'm gonna have to throw and find that one. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. He drives around this little tank and blows stuff up, and <laughs> yeah, it, that one looks pretty dang cool. Uh, good job Ridiculous. on that marketing team. Uh, appreciate that. You know, that's, I mean, you guys got any last words, final words, uh, close up ENIAC and close up, uh, the first, uh, the first month of bad idea comics. Nah, it's going to be a long wait. It's going to be a tough wait. I I want more to read. Um, but you know, that's the case. You you just have to learn patience and it'll be fun to see where the speculators go. And, uh, you know, those people that get the not first prints, hopefully that stuff starts hitting books or hit the stores quickly so that that at least that side calms down so that more and more people can get the book to read it. Uh, and I just hope we see a good amount of growth, a continued amount of buzz and a good amount of growth in, in the fandom and in people picking this book up and realizing that bad idea. It's not such a bad idea. And hopefully here to stay for a long, long time. Exactly. Yep. Hopefully they keep that right there and then they can do what they, they do with, um, all the other properties that they're going to keep coming out with it. And uh, I don't know if there's more stuff to come with hive mind or all nighter with Dinesh and Hunter. Um, but all the luck and all the, you know, just wish all the luck on all of it to keep it successful. So um, yeah, absolutely. Oh. And, and we're in their second month. They're going to have two books a month already. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm down for that. So more and books we all know what good. today is. Today is Dinesh's birthday. Oh, so Kind of, kind of fitting that we all get together, and if we had a cake, we could present it to him. But I'm a fat kid, and I'm sorry, <laughs> we'd never make it past my kitchen. I'd eat it for him. There you go. <laughs> Happy birthday, Dinesh. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Dinesh. Oh, you a brewski. So that's cool. Let's do that. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we all enjoyed it, and we appreciated it. And, you know, Bad Idea Society, hopefully we're going to cover more of this, get some more out of it, and uh, keep covering. You know, I want to thank everybody who jumped in on the chat. Uh, we even had a old valiant, old longtime inker Ryan Wynn was in the chat, uh, and Budnya, and then we had Scott Bloom as always in there. And then big thank you, uh, Jonah, for jumping on. Appreciate it. Hopefully we can get you on again. All right. And then we got Moose here. Moose, thank you for jumping on. Absolutely, wouldn't want to and, be anywhere else. 
then make sure everybody hit that ad, subscribe, like, all that fun stuff. You see that comment in there where it's written in there and it says Matt Kent is a god? Yes. You know who it's, wrote that, right? Matt Kent. Oh, I, oh, I, I thought I did. <laughs> no, Matt you Kent. probably did. I was just saying. No, I, it, might, it might have It might have been. I don't know. It <laughs> might have been ENIAC. What the? Oh, what dude. The what?